Hello and welcome to Pretend to Imagine, a grinding podcast. <laughs> no, no. Uh, no, a a a, a, a continuing, uh, continuing and, podcast, and, uh, and more and more successful podcast uh, with Tyler and Greg. Uh, tonight we have some uh, some topics, both uh, lighthearted and horrifying. Uh, we, we talk about uh, Shaga's disease and the dreaded vector, the Reduvid bug. Leave it to Tyler. Leave it to me, and, and the Frost Line. Uh, we talk about uh, a little bit about the movie Wizards mm-hmm. uh, by Ralph Bakshi back in the 70s. Absolutely worth taking a look at. Very, very strange, very surreal. Uh, we talk a little bit about animation, and uh, we talk a little bit about um, kind of uh, animation back then and that kind of stuff. Uh, we talk about sheaths for Z-axes. Sea axes. Sea axes. Yep. yep. Okay. That's, Which are that's Viking Viking knives. Viking knives. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's pretty cool. And then what? Did, oh, and we talked about uh, a little bit about uh, some controversy with H.P. Lovecraft. Again, we uh, always fall. We, we do. We, well, yeah. we only really ever had maybe two things on H.P. Lovecraft. So after 43 episodes, I think we can talk about, about them again. 43 episodes. 43 episodes. What are we going to do for our 50th episode? Well, we're going to do it naked. Oh, I don't yeah. see how we could they, do anything they, else. They oh, no, that's they, fine. It'll that's be, fine. Be, it'll be I'm on board. Yeah. I'm on board oh, and we'll, be, we'll each be holding a sparkler in one hand. <laughs> Thank God you yeah. said sparkler, because <laughs> I wasn't quite sure where you were going <laughs> with that. <laughs> fine. All right. All right. So, so that's so that's what we talked about tonight, and um, th- there'll be some interesting uh, interesting bits uh, uh, coming up on the on the Facebook page. All right, so we're doing this in one take, right? This is one, this one, this, is the one this, take this, podcast? This is the one take podcast. What do you got? Bring it on. Okay. Um, I, I was just saying, we're not going to stop for anything. Penny could walk in here. I could make some kind of biological noise. No one's going to care. No one's going to care. It's Go right, right on through. What okay, is it? it's going to be a solid bar. Okay. Yes. I'm grateful for the frost line. Well, yeah, I think so. I mean, right? so why, this, why this winter be? we've had what two weeks of 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 like below in the teens, you know, teens, sometimes even the single digits. Super. T- ridiculous stupid stupid cold stupid cold okay so so as i think i've mentioned on a prior podcast this cold annihilates all the all the horrors of of unguided evolution so health for health wise for health wise we are very fortunate we live here because we could have shaga's disease what is it Shaga's disease. I thought you said Shaga's disease. Shaga's disease is an even bigger problem. Which no, no, right, so Shaga's disease as well. But Shaga's disease is uh, is caused by something called reduvid bug. Now, where do you get this? Is this down is this south? is this is down south? This in is down areas in areas of the country that I don't want to live in. Me- south Mexico and Point South. Oh, that's oh, I so, thought it was in, so yeah, like south in the U.S. No, well, actually, there have been a couple of cases in Texas and, and Southern California, the south southernmost part of California. Yeah. Basically, it's caused by the reduvid bug. Which is a large, large bug. How, how large? It's bigger than a cockroach. Oh, like sort of like two inches. Uh, yeah, somewhere around there, and it's got oh. wings. It can fly. Like okay? it's like a palmetto bug. It's well, it's even yeah, but it's but the problem with the reduvid bug is that it comes out at night, usually out of your thatched roof. They always come out at night, and it comes down, and it gets on you. Yeah, and it crawls up onto your face. Uh oh, and it bites you in the lip. No, and it sucks your blood out of your lip. Wait, wait, wait! It seeks out your lip. It does. It literally go. It probably can smell carbon dioxide. It goes right up to your lip, and then when it's done, it poops in the wound. That's rude. It's it just that's it's as a final troll. It's like and that's, by the way, that's <laughs> discouraging. It's it's very discouraging, and and the problem is, of course, is that. Uh, uh, these bugs carry a trypanosome, Trypanosoma cruzi, which is a form of a single-celled parasite that gets into your body and it has its way with you. No, no. All right. Before we get to that, yeah. What is 
to the advantage of this bug. What's it? But it's biting your lip. And what is it doing? Sucking blood. Sucking blood. Sucking, Sucking blood. blood. It's, it's okay, draining, I get that. draining it needs, you of blood. It needs in fact, in, in severe infestations, people can actually have anemia because they've been bitten so many oh, times. Oh, okay, so things. it's That's sucking it. your blood because yeah. it needs the blood because right. it needs to live. Why is it? Why is it pooping in the wound? Well, it's actually the theory is it's just the gastrocolic reflex. Have you ever had a very big meal and suddenly went? Yeah, but, but well, I, didn't, I didn't like turn around I, and aim my myself <laughs> at the you know. I'm just, I, this seems. I, like, I think it's. I think the bug is just kind of an ass. <laughs> that's, that's all I can say. It's just a jerk bug oh, that Tyler. you know. So so anyway, it does this to you, and of course the the trypanosomes, the the parasite is in the poo, and you know you wake up in the morning and you're like my lips are itching, and you scratch them, and then you you. You know that's what happens. They, they shoves them in there, and then then you you get it. It's it's a little bit it's a little bit like the Lyme disease of the of the the, the Mesoamerican region. Right. It's very similar to that because what happens? You get it, and you feel like hell. You know, you get like a flu like illness. You're really sick. You're running fevers. You get the chills. You feel really bad. And then what happens is if you get treated, and there is a treatment for this, you're fine. It's easy to cure. But, but Lyme you, disease isn't quite the same. But, well, no, Lyme disease is similar in the sense that if you treat Lyme disease, you're fine. Oh. But if you leave it, if you leave, if you leave Chagas disease, you can get toxic megacolon. Megacolon? Megacolon. <laughs> I don't even want toxic colon. Okay. Never mind megacolon. Your, your normal colon is sort of the maybe... Don't talk about my colon. It's, it's, it's sort of like maybe a small tube sock in width. Imagine it turning into a pant leg. <laughs> So this is how you you decided that this podcast yeah to, to start things off yeah we'll, to get we'll people kick, in the mood we'll kick to it really off. get them going we're off and running we're talking about poop socks and poop everything socks. else and yeah actually the, the best you had it's actually, the best you could come well, up with it's something you know but but now of course the real danger is, is the cardiomyopathy where it destroys your heart uh, so it's really quite quite awful uh, six million people carry it. But only yeah. about nine thousand die of it every year. So most of the people just kind of like live with it. It's like not that big of it. Which again, this is similar to Lyme. A lot of people can get Lyme and it just doesn't do anything to them. Their body mm -hmm. just doesn't react badly, and they just kind of kind of stick around with it. But anyway, yeah, uh, no, I just you know the poop bug. I mean that's interesting, right? That's a, that's a it, thing. It, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to say it's not interesting. Yeah, it's, it's got an interest to it, you know. It's, uh, uh, <laughs> it's just it's rude. there'll, there'll be a picture is. of this bug. On the pretend you, you to imagine Facebook. I have a picture. Yeah. What made you interested in this bug? What made you come up with? Well, this no, I mean, actually, as an aside, because I, I was um, when I was a, a medical student, my favorite course was parasitology. Parasitology was absolutely fantastic because you were dealing with diseases that often were caused by multicellular organisms that had actual behaviors. It was like animal behavior, but medicine. It was just really neat. Like. You know what dracunculosis is? No. Dracunculosis uh, is uh, a parasite that you get in step wells, usually in Asia. Uh, these wells uh, have, uh, you know, there's not a lot of flowing water, so these things start to grow. It's this little parasite. You get in the step well, and it bites you, and it wriggles in under, under your skin. Oh! And eventually it grows into a 1.5 meter long worm that's in your body, traveling through your body. Okay, and you're aware and, of this, and, you, and, and here's the, you you become aware of it when it decides to breed. You know how it breeds? It burrows a hole in your skin and shoves its genitalia out. All right, and then you get in the step well, and it releases its eggs, and, and the cycle begins anew. Now here, that's that, horrifying. And it, Why the, are we talking? Well, about because this? because you should know. Don't when you go to a step well, 
wear waders. Don't don't just get in there. So anyway, <laughs> but no, it's worse. Wait, it gets worse. Aww. When the when the head was well, not the head actually, it's on the genitalia pop out. You can coax it out of your body by slowly winding it around a stick. And it's very important that so you So you're do taking this. the 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 parasitic wang yeah, and you're basically. winding it around a stick. Well, slowly cuz you twisting slowly, it, you're twisting you it. Slowly twist the stick and the worm slowly goes around the stick. But if you mess up, Greg, the worm's protective slime coat that hides it from your immune system disappears. And your body says, I've got a 1.5 meter long foreign body in my body. And, and you, you die of sepsis. You explode. You just die of sepsis. Yeah, that's it. You're, de- you're dead. I got a million of these. No. <laughs> don't <laughs> I you, don't want don't these. Need to, oh, these are great. I don't want these. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, and then the, what about. The, what happened to talk about like our favorite food? What about the eye worm? Or, oh. <laughs> All right, I'll spare you the eye worm. Oh, we, give me we, the eye worm. We, give me the eye worm. We can, the, then we can move the, on. I don't remember too much about the eye worm. Wait, the, another time. The, yeah, the, we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll load research, up, load we'll up research the eye worm, eye worm so, information. So, so, so. But, but anyway, getting back to my point, we have a frost line. We're okay. We're okay, man. We're so it all stops right. all that horrifying. All that's dead. Tropical it's, it's nonsense from happening here. You know, spiders the size of a dinner plate. No, not on, happening up here. Gone dead. But what, what do we have up here? We have Lyme disease. We have Lyme disease. We have the other... Tick-borne illnesses like uh, uh, like Ehrlichia, Babesia, uh, almost the same as Lyme disease. Very, mm-hmm. very, very different. Very little difference. And we've got oh, we have Eastern Equine. Yeah, we have mosquito yeah, nonsense. We have that stuff. We got those. Uh, and the, and the the frost line doesn't. No, that's, that? those are those are those are reservoirs. Well, you see, it was actually interesting. You know, you talk about reservoirs. You know, so the deer, of course, carry the lime. You know, the, the white-tailed deer carries, yep. carries lime. And, and as long as there's an animal reservoir, it can be tra- passed to humans. Interestingly, just to back up just a second about the Chagas disease, the reservoir is guinea pigs. It lives in guinea pigs. And people in Mesoamerica, Central America, will often have guinea pig farms because they eat them. Guinea pigs are highly edible, apparently. They taste like chicken or porgs. But anyway, oh, they, they, they taste, taste like, like porgs. Yeah. You know, so the idea is that uh, so people have a guinea pig farm, and then that's where the, uh, the 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 disease is living. And of course, the bugs don't care if it's a guinea pig or a human; they'll bite either one of them and, and do their thing. So anyway, that's that's why we did. You hear what happened uh, with the white-tailed deer in uh, I think I believe it was Martha's Vineyard no. uh, several years ago, several years ago, I think in the fifties. They made a human line across Martha's Vineyard and corralled every deer on Martha's Vineyard and deported them. Oh, really? Just to, like to Connecticut. Held hands and, and just, they just like, went. Finally, all the deer are like, swept. oh my God, what are we going to do? There's humans. <laughs> and they, they put them on a boat and they got rid of them. And there's no more Lyme disease on Martha's Vineyard. Any unintended consequences? No, I mean, the coyotes went hungry. Well, yeah, I guess that's. <laughs> but, you know, but, you know, varmints. Wow. So, uh, but yeah, no, frost. Good. So the next time you want to bitch about the weather here, just remember we could have rejuvid bugs. <laughs> I don't want that. No, nobody wants it. All right, so 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 did you? Uh, I, I showed you. Uh, I think uh, at Patrick's uh, the picture I put up on the Facebook page. That's a thing on the internet. Yeah, and Necron ninety nine. Necron ninety nine. Necron ninety nine. Right. So that's a Ralph Bakshi cartoon. Yeah. Wizards. From, Wizards from nineteen seventy. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And it's got Nazis and wizards yep. and fairies. Yeah. And very curvaceous fairies. Uh, Eleanor. 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 Or is that Eleanor? Whatever her name was. Eleanor, I think. She it was. was a cutie. Yeah, she was. It's she got, sang. Um, she sang. It's got, uh, what else does it have in it? Rotoscoping. Yeah. Yeah, Lots rotoscoping. Of rotoscoping oh, which is when, you, so it's a, it's a Ralph Bakshi cartoon, so there's normal animation, but 
a lot of they do this to save money, but it actually gave it quite a bit of a of a, of a certain feel, feel to, to it. it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they would uh, film a scene with actors, and then they would trace over it. Yeah, they did, and, they did the same thing in Lord and, of the Rings. And actually, as well. Ralph Bakshi is kind of the master of the rotoscope. That was like a big thing yeah. with he. That was even in a Cool World had rotoscoping yeah. and, and uh, a, uh, American Pop. Yep. Right. That had rotoscoping in it. Uh, Fritz the Cat, I think, had rotoscoping. I mean, th- so it's a very common thing he did. Um, you might. What was the wizard's name? Uh, well, it was Black Wolf was the bad wizard. Yep. And the good wizard, Avatar. Avatar. Avatar was a good wizard. And he had like the hat down yeah, over his eyes. He was like a little older gnome he type guy. He smoked a cigar. He yeah. had bare feet, which yeah. is, I love wizards with bare feet is yeah. like. My favorite thing. Yeah, yeah. It is actually the the the, the villain Blackwell had a very disturbing. You could see oh, space he, between his his, his bones, his, yeah, his, uh, his, his ulna and his radius. He was a mutant, apparently. So yeah, and there were the remember the mutants, the the, the guys that wore the gas masks. And they go, yeah. Fritz, you killed Fritz. <laughs> <laughs> so that was, a, that was a great movie. That was you know, but it really goes to show you like that movie would not fly today. The quality. The quality no. in storytelling and filmmaking and everything no. that we have today, that would be re- relegated to like some kind of like little niche movie. But back yeah. when we were kids, yeah, we, there was so few, we, we, you know, beggars couldn't be choosers. We, right. we took, what we, we, took what we had. That's very true. That's and very true. we live in, a, in an embarrassment of riches as far as, as, as animation, animation and, stuff, and yeah. television and, you know. Well, you, do you remember like, you know, you'd be, you'd be some kid. You'd be maybe eight years old. I hope that would be me. Yeah, it'd be. All right. And so you're watching TV. All of a sudden it goes, oh, the special. And you'd be like, oh my God, it's going to be like a Peanuts Christmas special or some kind of animated thing. You can go on YouTube and you just put in CBS special. Yeah. And So, yeah, I mean, like back then it wasn't like it is now, you know, ever since like Simpsons came in, suddenly now like animation is a valid art form in the United States. Did you remember um, Rock and Roll? I've seen Rock and Roll. Rock and Roll was that weird, was uh, man. Nelvana. Nelvana did Rock and Roll. They that did a was... lot of those those uh, cartoons, and they they do modern cartoons still. This yeah, they did uh, Ulysses thirty six. Uh, they did uh, Ruby Gloom. There's there's a lot that Nelvana does. Still. They did uh, the uh, Devil and Daniel Mouse. Oh, yeah, you know, I saw that. Mm-hmm. That freaked me out when I was little. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. So that was Rock and Roll was really weird. It was like you know they were like animal, they were rats. Apparently, they were, like, was, they were was, people. They're anthropomorphic. They were humans, but they had like slightly animalistic. They, Kind of were like, yeah, they were like dogs and cats, yeah. Uh, And that was that was weird. Then there was a Fire and Ice. Who did Fire and Ice? Uh, Frazetta? No, Frazetta did. He may have either he did the design work for it or he inspired it. That wasn't Ralph Bakshi. It might have been Ralph Bakshi. I don't know, but but Fire and Ice. A lot of rotoscoping in that too. Fire and Ice was weird. That was a weird movie. very strange. In That's fact, your was, classic, like you know, your barbarian. Yeah, it was right wearing, out of a Robert e. Howard. Nothing, you know, it was kind of a Robert e. Howard kind of kind of yeah. kind of thing. And uh, and uh, what else was there? It was, uh, but uh, yeah, Wizards was an interesting film because it it uh, it stayed with you. I remember I saw it in college. Mm-hmm. I saw it with my my then uh, girlfriend uh, Liz, and we just like the rest of the week we just it was in our heads. It was just hard to yeah. sort of get it out of your head. You know. Very, very a little bit of a cheap trick with the Nazis there, but that's, well, that's, you, you know, know, you gotta, you know, they're a go-to. You know, Nazis yeah. are a go-to villain. You can yeah. always, so it's, you it's know. Just this far future, which basically is like a fantasy, like a high fantasy world. Yeah, well, and, it, well and it's a post-apocalyptic, post-apocalyptic. Well, yeah. It, and yeah. yeah, and then Black Wolf, he stumbles across the old. Well, he old Nazi, yeah, exactly. Hitler, Hitler tapes, and he he learns the the value of whipping up 
people right. into a frenzy exactly. and manipulating Cause, manipulating cause his, them. His minions weren't particularly intelligent, yeah. and so he needed this to kind of control them and get them to to fight yeah. out of the. And did they show Hitler? Did they show the, Hitler? Oh yeah, Hitler. Oh yeah, they do. They actually, yeah. so he's yeah. watching uh, Black Wolf, the the evil sorcerer. Yeah. Sorcerer. Yeah. He has a, a, a the technology, right? And he's got technology, the projector exactly. that will project this old footage of Hitler, and then he learns to manipulate, yeah. you know, and, yeah. and that kind of thing. From the land of. Where'd he come from? I don't know. Land of Scorch. Scorch. Yeah. Land of Scorch. Yeah, it was um, it was funny in the beginning of the movie. It starts off, it goes, another chapter in the never-ending war between technology and magic. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like yeah. I got a question for you. Are they really opposed? No, in, in the seven there was a big thing in the 70s. Yeah. You know, they're they're always doing that kind of thing. But I mean, you know, I mean, t technology and magic, I mean, really all they are. I've always said, like, you know, uh, science is the manipulation of the external world using logical means. Magic is a manipulation of the external world using illogical means. Right. And yeah. that's... No they, rules they, required. No rules required. You just sort of say, yeah. oh, I'm going to do this. Yeah. Uh, but... I um, think that's why... A lot, well, it's funny. A lot of people will read science fiction and fantasy and ping pong back and forth between the two. Yeah, But yeah, there is a yeah. real distinction about... What is you know what you expect from a science fiction movie yes. or, or book where it has to set up its own rules? Those rules have to make sense, and those rules have to be yep. based on a logical extension with, of existing with, technology. Exactly, with at least roots in what we know scientifically. It can't yeah. be completely. I mean, but space fantasy, opera. You know, fantasy can be anything, really. Yeah, any, you know, any, no, no logic required. I used to call. I used to have. Uh, there was high fantasy, which was you know Tolkien. You know, yeah, a yeah, lot yeah. of the, a lot of the ones we read, uh, the uh, uh, Shannara. Yeah, Shannara. No, it's actually Shannara. Don't say no, that. No, he Don't said he was at a. He was. I met someone who met him, and they said, "I love your Shannara books." He goes, "It's not pronounced that way. It's pronounced Sh Sh Shannara." Shannara. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> but anyway, then there was what I what I called schizophrenic fantasy. It was fantasy that was totally freaking bizarre, mm -hmm. like uh, like the Dreamlands, H.P. Lovecraft, mm -hmm. totally bizarre, or uh, uh, the the Wounded Land. Remember the Thomas Covenant books? You ever read those? I've heard of them, but I bizarre, seen. totally bizarre yeah. world. You know, but like you said, anything goes. You could. Just whatever you think is cool, you can you can go do. But but I'm still um, fantasy. You know, it, it's so funny. Uh, when I was a kid, I, I read a lot, not as much as I used to, but I, I, I read a ton of fantasy. And it always ended up after a while. I, I began realizing how stock it was. You know. Was, oh you know, well, that's it. Young so young lad on the farm, immense untapped magical powers, and 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 the the old fun mentor comes, and they start a journey, and they meet other people. It's and Wizard it, of Oz. It, it really is. It's, it's Wizard it's, of Oz. It's 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 uh, and it's um, Star Wars, which isn't really science fiction. It's, it's really really, really fantasy, the yeah. fantasy trope. Yeah. But it's yeah. yeah, it's you start from nothing. You meet the you know the 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 person who's going to guide the, you, the, give the mentor. The wizard mentor. Men mentor. Guy, yeah, and then you yeah. meet, the, there are some guardians that are that are d defending uh, something that you need. You defeat those. There are the minions of the big bad evil guy. Um, there's a, yeah, so I have this sheet here. Yeah, he, uh, he has this. Uh, <clears throat> is it funny? Because we didn't even think about talking about this. So it's, um, yeah, characters for an epic tale, and it just lists all of the There's the, the stick cliches. figures of the cliches. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to just point randomly and see what we get. The Escapist. 
Yeah. So if you're writing he's a story, a, he's a box. The, the way I, w- I think of it is, if you like, let's say you're writing a story and you have your main character and he's a, a farmer. Yeah. And he, you know, his village burns down or whatever, and he goes and he's told he has to go on this journey, and he goes, he leaves the farm and he goes into the forbidden forest, and he goes into the forbidden forest, and there is some sort of a gatekeeper, some sort of a test or challenge that he has to defeat before he can get well, into the forest, and that might be the twins. See, I'm gonna try this. Okay, so ready. Um, the lover meets up with the innkeeper to defeat the visitors. Yeah, and then you start filling out. Yeah, you start, you, it's so like have, a wacky pack. But that's or but Mad that's, Libs. As you're saying about fantasy, yeah. that if you took out the descriptions and you just said, you know, what did you say? The blank. Uh, the lover. Yeah. Uh, with I forget who is with with the uh, whoever you know has to has to defeat the visitors. You know? Right. So, so yeah, this yeah. with this defeats this. Yeah. Right. Right. That's the that's the skeleton, and you're just plugging in these descriptors of the characters, and you just fill out those descript descriptions. Then you have you have your story, and it's so it's the farmer, you know, has to go and you know and defeat the you know, has to go and learn, uh, right. you know, whatever it is, learn the learn magic and defeat. Uh, the evil guy. So that's Luke has to learn the force and defeat yeah. uh, Darth Vader. And, you know? And, 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 you know, honestly, we were okay. You know, as kids, I was okay reading that story over and over yeah. and over. And, and, and it, the ver- it was the variations on the theme that I thought were neat. Well, so yeah. fantasy, we talked about this before. I believe we're kind of repeating ourselves, but yeah. fantasy is more about the characters. And science fiction, the ca- and sometimes, I think there's, um, uh, oh, who is it? Not uh, not L. Ron Hubbard. Um uh, who's the guy who wrote Foundation? Uh, Isaac Asimov. Isaac Asimov. So he gets criticized for his characters being like kind of, not kind of boring. Yeah, kind of boring because it's not about the characters. It's about the story, the technology, and the, the world science. building, yeah. and yeah. the science. And for fantasy, that's all like just made up shit. It's the characters yeah. that you fall in love which, with. Which you know? is why I think fantasy has kind of outstripped science fiction in the public eye. You know, I mean, it's not to say it's an easier. You know, it, it, it's well, but but honestly, look, you can have a great premise scientifically and you can have a lot of neat politics and all this kind of stuff but if the characters are wooden <laughs> I mean look at B5 <laughs> uh, Babylon, <laughs> 5, Babylon the old, 5 the old Babylon 5 you know, it's like oh these characters oh my god yeah. uh, did you know uh, speaking of formulaic uh, do you know how to make an H.P. Lovecraft story title no you take the word the noun preposition noun go uh, the shadow over Innsmouth. <laughs> right? That's pretty much right? all of them, right? They're all like that. Yeah. The Whisperer in, in the, the Darkness. darkness. Yeah. <laughs> you know, just just pick, pick whichever one. You know, the Shadow Out of Time. You know, you go to the earlier stuff and it's not like that. Earlier stuff, not, not so He has much, what, the tomb? The picture in the house. Uh, but yeah, no, he's got the tomb. The Call of Cthulhu is actually not, doesn't go with that. Um, been a bit of a controversy about Lovecraft. Did you again? Uh, did you, yeah. Uh, so I think it's the I, you know I, I I it's a it's a fantasy award. I think it's World Fantasy Award. Um, the I guess the 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 trophy or whatever you would call it, the plaque or whatever whatever it is you get as a picture of H.P. Lovecraft on it. And uh, uh, recently, a uh, I think a writer of African descent. Um, won it and then kind of started to do some Lovecraft reading was utterly horrified, you know, and, and, you know, it's, 
his, his it, it, personally, I would, you know, as much as I love Lovecraft, because I do, and I'm a staunch Lovecraft fan, I'm not an apologist, but uh, I don't think using him for an award is really a good idea. He's not really an, an award kind of person. There's plenty of great science fiction writers who you could put on a thing like Isaac Asimov, for instance. You know, he, he'd be a good person to do. Lovecraft is, is too controversial. And, I agree. And, and, I, I think know. that, you know, times change. Yeah. And, you know, and that's that's fine. You know, yeah. you don't need to get stuck in like, you know, it's the way we used to do it. So it's the way we must always do yeah. it. That's silly. That's a very silly kind of like not thinking of art or awards or people or anything as a living yeah. thing. These things change over time. Yeah. We're not this. We don't do. Well, this. apparently this was not that uh, this this is not really an award that's had him on it for years and years and years, though. So I just. You know, it's funny. Something popped into my head. You know, you, you have a, 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 I have a niece who's nine, and you, uh, Ian, right, mm -hmm. is uh, well, 12, 13. He's 14. 14, okay. And my other nephew, Ian, okay. is two. Okay, so yeah. I have only have two so you nephews. Have, you have Ian and they're we. They're both named Ian. And we, Ian. Yes. Yeah. So it's we, Ian, it's Ian the, well, it Ian, was Ian. Ian the Terrible? And Ian the Conqueror. Ian the, was Conqueror. The, the two year old was named Ian the Conqueror by his dad. Right. And now that left my. 14-year-old nephew Ian, who was always just Ian before the yeah. Ian the Conqueror was born. So now, Does he, he became, by default, by default, he became Ian the Meek. Ah, But we didn't like that. That's not So he fair. chose he chose Ian the Elder. Ian, Ian the Elder. Well, Ian that's the good. Elder yeah, that's, that's and Ian good. the Conqueror. So, you know, it's funny. And I was thinking to myself, when I read Lovecraft, I was probably 11. I read Lovecraft 11. Probably now, if I was a parent, I would not have my 11-year-old read Lovecraft. Yeah. I would wait till maybe late teens because yeah. by the late teens, you know that racism's wrong and you knew, you can read something a little more critically than you are. Yeah. But then again, when I was 11, I read Lovecraft and I was like, I read the racist stuff. I didn't pay much attention to it. It wasn't yeah. what I was interested in. I was interested and in the none, monsters. None of the racism in Lovecraft yeah. is important to the story it really actually it, isn't it all could be um, pruned out yeah and you know not I, that i not that i advocate no no changing no, 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 anything like no. that but it's not like you're reading it and it's like oh he's just this, it's just yeah. these little asides call so you know as, as a kid i just didn't pay attention it wasn't inter i wanted i was interested in the monsters i was interested in the horror i was interested yeah. in the, you know i'd ignored it and i or I, I kind of vaguely said oh that wasn't very nice you know but it wasn't like i i was you know um but uh, you know who actually did a good job about editing the racism out is the guy who did the Dr. Seuss Call of Cthulhu. Because he, he wrote it oh, yeah. as a poem. I mean, it's a, it's a Dr. Yeah. Seuss book. And, like, the, the evil cultists are green. You know, yeah. and like, he just kind of doesn't get into that. You know, he kind of kind of glosses over it. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think it's, again... Oh, it's, it's, so, in um, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory... Yeah. Uh, the uh, Oompa Loompas were, were pygmies. They were from Africa. Oh, really? And you can go online and you can find early illustrations of really? of them, and they're totally racist, terrible caricatures. Really? Yeah, and then they and then they were changed later on to these different types of, of they were creatures. orange. I, I, I don't think. know if they in, changed in the movie. The, they were orange. In the movie, they were orange. I don't yeah. know. I think the book was revised with the descriptions of the uh, maybe kind of, of the, back the, off the from that a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they but again, you know, it's like I mean, you could just see, uh, you know, Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace with the, uh, you know. So anyway, I, we'll stop right there. But anyway, the point is, look, my feeling is this. I think, again, I think it's okay to read Lovecraft. I don't think you should not read Lovecraft. He was important in horror. He was important in the genre. If you like the genre, read it. But be critical. Be Got critical. It. All right. Now what? 
Well, I don't know. I think we just talk off our asses now. <laughs> what were we doing before? We, we had sort of kind of we had a theme. topics that we were... Actually, you know, I should probably find out where we're at. We might actually be going over at this point. So, so anything... Uh, Anything interesting going on in your life? <laughs> uh, no. I oh, I I, I haven't brought a, I haven't uh, posted the pictures of the knife sheaths that I'm making. Oh, neat. Right. So, do we haven't talked about this? Well, we could post it on the on the Facebook site, but then again, you'd never know because you never go to the Facebook. So, a site. friend of mine, Charlie Spickler, and I don't know the name of his uh, blacksmithing company offhand. We'll we'll find that out. We'll talk about it in another podcast. But he's a blacksmith, so he he makes. Um, Is he mighty? He is mighty. He's is he very mighty? mighty. He's very mighty. He's got a big, big, burly mustache. Nice. He's very mighty. Um, he uh, he uh, makes a knife called a Viking sea axe or sax. Okay. It's pronounced. It's spelled huh. S- so Bush. Yeah. It's S E A X is how it's uh, spelled, and the, the blade might be twelve inches long. And then there's a handle, and the hand he makes the handles out of uh, animal antlers. Oh, neat, nice. Um, wow. And there's no guard, so when you grab the handle, uh, it just the end of the handle near the blade it just kind of goes straight into the blade Ooh. there's no little metal thing to stop your oh, hand from sliding lawyers well, well lawyers there <laughs> it's well your steak knife at home doesn't have that that's true yeah, right that's, so that's, that's, these are these are these knives are tools for everyday use they're not yeah. weapons right right like if you stab somebody you don't want your hand to go, it's not like that you're so what do you use them for flaying fish and oh, okay. chopping wood so it's like and a picking a thing and cutting a cutting a stuff cutlery stuff, you know it's yeah. it's like kicking around your viking camp right and having a tool with you so the he makes the knives and the sheaths are very unique in that they're made of leather but um normally you think of a knife sheath and it would be attached to your belt at your hip and it would be pointing straight down yeah okay so these are actually there they hang from your belt so the knife is horizontal okay so it goes so straight straight out. across parallel perpendicular to, the to your standing body well it's it would be like 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 this. oh so, i see what so okay, it would yeah, hang yeah. from your belt from two straps okay one at the tip of the sheath and one at the other end of the sheath and so the sheath is is hanging horizontally so par- again parallel to the ground and it might be on the small of your back or it might be in the front and it has all of this little metal uh uh detail work that is all on one edge of the sheath which is something i had never done before so mm. now i'm now i'm cutting uh, a so brass with a jeweler's saw really? and I'm riveting this metal these metal on the end of it and I'm cutting you know well, raven, ravens into the no. leather and everything so it was a really fun project it was all no. stuff I had never done pictures before pictures of this didn't happen oh well, so I'll, I'll get yeah. I, you know I can send you pictures before I leave today Okay, I, send, they're, send on, they're on my... Because uh, this is going to... So you remember, as you know, in a in a radio or podcast show, people can't see. No, they can't see this. So, so no, that's what we need to do. Them this is why we to, have a multimedia we're thing. We're referring them to yeah. the, the, the... What is yeah. it? Was it? It's, the, it's, it's Grindr? But, Where are we posting these? Uh, we're posting them on the Facebook page. Oh, all right. I thought we were posting them on Grindr. No, I... Okay. Uh, Grindr is a sandwich, isn't it? <laughs> you don't know what Grinder is? That's a, All right, forget know. it. Forget right. it. Somebody so, email Tyler and tell him what Grinder is. I don't even know what a Snapchat is. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, no, no, I want to see this. Uh, you'll have to get get me pictures. Also, uh, folks, uh, we may be getting some artist renditions of the new organs on the Facebook. That's <laughs> funny. We don't we don't even do that so, those kind of bits so anymore. We're, you know, but, but we're we, we the, don't. We're no, get the but illustrations but why not? Because yeah. it's fun. And you know, no, we, I think they're worth do doing. It, you know, yeah. So, uh, but and, and uh, we'll also have our generic fantasy character generator page will be going up. So uh, there'll be really some, what the hell is that? We brought it. It's that. Oh, it's the, right oh this, this, yeah, this, yeah. the uh, the characters yeah, from the an characters epic tale from anywhere. The iconic characters from epic tale. Let's read a couple more of these. Uh, the Devil, The Broken Man. Yeah, that's a good one. The Grave Digger. Yeah. The Talking Shrub. Oh, yeah. 
Yep. Remember, remember the burning the, bush. It was the the, the singing the burning bush. The singing bush from the Three Amigos. Well, no, I was remember thinking him. The, the burning bush from from from, from God. God. From God. Yeah. God. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see did, here. Did, the, the lunatic. Yeah. Is in there. Yep. The Birdman. The Birdman. Yeah. There were Birdman in the land that time forgot. The book. The Prophet of Doom. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's so solid. Those are, so this sheet is a really nice sheet. If you do any kind of writing or if you play D&D or anything like that, it's, I think that they're, you'll get a kick out of this. They're the archetypes. They're, archetypes, they're, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. You've been listening to the Pretend to Imagine podcast with Tyler and Greg. We hope you enjoyed listening to it. We learned a lot of things today. Yeah. We learned about disgusting bugs and Horrible why we don't, we don't have them up north. Which is great. Which is great. Wonderful. Which it's why I love New England. That's why I'm going to put up with the winners here. Yep. Uh, what else did we talk about? We talked about the movie Wizards, Ralph yeah. Bakshi movie. Yeah. Great, great movie. Um, well, it's a great movie in context. In, yeah. In, in, in its, yeah. Uh, what else did we talk about? We talked about uh, uh, your, uh, your, your working on uh, very ornate sheaths. Oh, knife knives. sheaths. Yeah. So that's, yeah. A, that's a fun project. Yeah. Again, my, my, uh, my friend Charlie Spickler makes these, these uh, knives, and he's asked me to make the sheaths. So that's cool. We'll have pictures of those yeah, up on the absolutely. website. Uh, we had the, the, uh, the uh, epic character, tale character Characters generator. for an epic tale. Yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. I, yeah. I, I Plug actually, and play your... Uh, yeah, you, you your, know, it would be epic. fun to put these in like some kind of a randomizer, like well, an, you an could, app you could, or something like no, that. No, just cut them up and put them in a hat. Put them in a hat and then just grab a grab a uh, at Mad Libs. Yeah, and right. Just every time you need right. something, yeah. The maiden. Yeah, my, my, you know those is, those yeah. things. Uh, CSI and uh, LA. Yeah, Law I think you were mentioning that yeah, on we, the last my, podcast. I don't know who somebody. I they called them the Mad Lib Mad Lib cop yeah, dramas. You just put just plug you know, it in there. Same yeah. story and just plug in. Yeah. The, you know, it's it's the doctor. It's the lawyer. Yeah. It's the mechanic down the street. Did you did you ever see they had a thing uh, in Futurama where uh, they talk about the lost city of Atlanta. <laughs> and it was about how Atlanta was sinking below the waves, and there was like a player was like, and then the three heroes: the mayor, the bishop, and the magician. <laughs> and he was like, and he shows like these guys, and there's like a guy dressed in like you know uh, uh, whoever the magnificent outfit with a top hat and everything. Was he, he bare, was he barefoot? I think he. I, I don't know. He might have been. It was there was barefoot water. Wizard. Barefoot no, the barefoot wizard. wizard only works if there's a pointy hat. Yeah, and a, and a gown. Well, Canada, see, not, not like see, a, back, back, like in, a the, back in the seventies, though. That's how they thought Gandalf looked. You know, yeah. I mean, he was like kind of like a hippie wizard. You know, so and my, my, one of my favorite things about Gandalf because I enjoy uh, Lord of the Rings and a lot. I, can, I consumed a lot of Lord of the Rings artwork. Yeah, the, you the Hildebrand it? brothers and Frazetta and and uh, uh, Alan Lee and all all different guys who did did a lot of illustrations for Lord of the Rings. In the description of Gandalf, he is described having a pointy hat. Yeah. With a very wide brim, similar yeah. to like which, what we consider a, in, a witch's hat, right? right? But that's, similar. That's but what he great. had in the movie. I mean, and his eyebrows yeah. were so bushy they extended beyond the brim. Oh dear God! And there's a couple of instances where has, an artist has attempted. Oh my God! To illustrate Gandalf with eyebrows that are that extend beyond the brim, and it's hilarious. It's like the monarch. And if I can find an image of that, maybe we'll put that up on the on Facebook as well. Sure, kind of reminds that's me. Kind of hilarious. Kind of reminds me of the weird Nordic eldritch Santas that weren't they don't don't wear red and white; they wear gray. Oh no! You know these like these Santas are. There's something fishy about that Santa, and I don't mean Ludafisk. <laughs> All right, so uh, thank you for listening to the Pretender Magic Podcast. Yeah, thanks. And please send us emails, questions, uh, comments. Uh, suggestions. Please no hate mail. No, we're, we're no, delicate. Do, do not send hate mail. Do not. We're very delicate. Send hate mail. Uh, but please uh, tell your friends about us. All right. If you like what you listen, what you hear, 
tell your friends uh, that they might like this lighthearted kind of podcast. Yeah. We're desperate for external approval. We're de- desperate, desperate for validation. All right. All right. Good night. This has been another episode of Pretend to Imagine. For questions or comments, please email us at podcast at pretendtoimagine.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Pretend to Imagine. And visit our website at, you guessed it, pretendtoimagine.com. Produced by Tyler Smith and Greg Fisher. Web design and tech support by Small Hall Studios. Audio by Mitch Myers. Music by Greg Fisher. Editing by Tyler Smith. Please check us out on iTunes and Stitcher. And give us a five-star rating if you enjoy our podcast. Thanks, and happy pretending.